0: sex and lifestyle podcast that you didn't know you needed this is the swinging soulmates podcast with your host mondo and sativa please relax unwind and come play with us and our guest co-host as we candidly share our personal experiences and erotic escapades in the lifestyle motivated by passion and purpose Our goal is to create a community that allows themselves to be educated and entertained through the tales of the swinging Soulmates. Mondo and Sativa are not medical professionals, yet we are a happily married couple of 19 years and in the LLS for 10. We have a deep, unwavering commitment to our marriage and to holding a space in normalizing and redefining the concept of relationships and monogamy. The Swinging Soulmate strives to be a resource and inspiration to others. So subscribe, put a reoccurring playdate on your calendar, and come along with us as we journey deep into our lives as Swinging Soulmates.
1: Everybody needs a, um, you know, a soapbox to stand on. They need a narrative. So it's, let's go ahead and use this and continue the narrative. Um, And I know that, you know, it's, let's protect the children because they are still, they're minors. And so you have parents Mm -hmm. that are like, well, we got to, we have to be equal, but we have to be equal the same, you know, to, Mm -hmm. to the female students. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think that um, that's going to be something that is going to be solved or common ground is going to be able to be reached on for a while. I mean, and it's the one we're, we're still not wanting to teach the correct history in schools and things Mm -hmm. like that. Like, of course, like that falls right into it as well, but it's important to have individuals like yourself who take the opportunity to provide the education and the insight any way that they can. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, it's awesome that there's somebody like you that can, stand up and, and speak for somebody and, and do it in a way where you're not offended and you don't start attacking. Like you're really doing it from a, a, a place of, let me, let me inform you. Let's have a conversation, you know, let's be resources to each other. Um, so that's all.
2: Also- yeah. And, and I know, I, 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 you know, I understand my privilege, mm-hmm. you know, I am a cis white male. I understand that comes with a heap loads of privilege, especially in in America, in most countries really. But I understand that, and and, and because I understand that, I try to use that to ally as, as much as I can. I, you know, and for me, you know, when I talk about being an ally or allying for people, you know, I, I the one thing I like to say is you, need, an ally needs to know when to stand behind, beside, or in front of the person they're with. You know, and they need to know when is the right times to do each because you don't you don't stand in front of someone if they don't need you there, you know. You, you either. right? So it's like, and so that's kind of something I've kind of learned over the years, something I try to tell people. It's like you need to know your place, and you and you also need to know when to change your position. You know, maybe you're standing in front now. But if that person gets a, finally gets the courage to have their voice, you need to learn to step back.
1: Yes. Oh, my gosh. I want to say somebody's name, but I'm just going to put it out <laughs> in the universe that
2: she hears this because mm-hmm.
1: it's a little different. The conversation we had with this person, she basically said, I want to help black people. How do I help them? And we're like, "We right. don't need your help. But the way that you just said it is uh, perfect. That's like absolutely yeah. perfect. So, you, like, yeah. yeah like let people have their own voice and then when they ask for help then then do that but like you said be an ally don't try yeah. to be uh the problem solver. yeah and the savior right. yeah yeah
3: yeah so yeah part of our show we want to or we think that we have uh listeners that we're educating or they're learning about new mm-hmm. things and you've just used a few different uh, Initials or
1: terms or terms. yeah, like cis and
3: so I was just wondering if you could uh, explain what cis male means, and then sure. also you said uh, AFAB, A-F-A-B, A-F-A-B yeah, or a f a b yeah, and then you also said uh, d e r,
2: yep. Okay, so uh, d e i for those who don't know is uh that means that's diversity, equity, inclusion. A lot of times it's it's actually become diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, and justice depending on who you talk to, it could be all those, it's kind of, it is the purpose of it is to create equality amongst people and to help people who are normally marginalized through society be, be stronger and help support them in any way that they need support if they need support. Um, so, and uh, so I, 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 love, I love to do a lot of work in that because like I said, I like to ally as much as I can. Uh, cis male is, or cis male, cis female is someone who is, born uh, their gender and their sex, a cis person is a gender and their sex uh, were aligned at birth. So they are the same gender and sex, you know, that that they were born with. A trans for just in case, just to for the decide the, the, the opposite of the trans person is somebody who was born one, you know, one gender and has transitioned to uh, a new gender. Um, and AFAB, you know, it is is also AMAB. Which is kind of a form of that, which which stands for assigned female at birth or assigned male at birth, uh, to kind of it's it's the it's a better way than it's a, it's a less insulting way than say well you know when you were born a boy or when you were born a girl because you know a lot of times especially for the trans community who's been you know marginalized and hurt that's that those those are hurtful terms.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I I love that you're putting that. Good question, babe, because. I think that part of the dissension that happens is that people don't understand. They're hearing, you know, sis, mm-hmm. they don't understand mm-hmm. it. And then, although you have, everybody has Auntie Google, you could find <laughs> out, uh, you know, people just kind of bury their head in the sands and, and just, uh, b- b- you know, dig their feet in and don't mm-hmm. want to learn. Um, yeah. You know, they think it's a TikTok thing. They think it's the younger kids type of thing. And it's like, like I said, our, our society's changing. And, yeah. you know, like if we started having flying cars like the Jetsons, are you going to still be like, nope, I'm going to go ahead and just I'm going to be on, on land. You know, I'm not going right. to. So it's it, 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 to what extent do you um, understand? Nobody's saying you have to accept. It would be nice if you would, but yeah. at least start with the understanding so that you. Don't seem
2: like such an asshole. <laughs> and nobody yeah, and nobody expects you to be perfect. Yeah. One one of the things I learned at the start of my um, learning to, to ally was don't be good. Good people are perfect and they never make mistakes. Be good-ish. You're gonna you're not gonna be perfect. You're gonna screw up. You know, it's okay to make mistakes. Have the grace to accept that you've made a mistake. And if somebody's allying for you, have the grace to allow them to make mistakes. Yes, it's not your job to teach them, but people will make mistakes. It happens. You know, have the grace for yourself and the compassion for others to understand that we're not perfect. We're all learning. Even people in the, you know, who are big in the, the DEI community, you know, language changes every day. There are there are terms that I could have used last week that may not be good. That yeah. may no longer be okay this week. You know, you're going to learn. You need to accept that, you know, you're not perfect. Nobody is. You All you can do is, and, and another thing which reminded me because I want to, to base off another comment you said, not allying is different depending on who you are or who you're allying for. You know, an ally for me is very different than say an ally for you two, uh-huh. as an example. You know, an ally, you know, for one of you is different than the ally for the other one, you know. Yeah. Everyone has different definition and meaning for ally, and you need to learn to accept the fact that by allying for one, you may also be kind of offending another. It can happen. Yeah, you know, and,
1: and that's have, life. Yeah, um, have, the grace, have the grace. Have the grace to accept yes, it. Yes, yes, and and the ability to communicate, um, in case that person is feeling hurt or left out, or you know, or yeah. whatever it may be. Um, yeah, I love what what so much. What you have to say. And what you believe in is just common what we were taught in kindergarten, care Mm -hmm. about other people, spend Mm -hmm. the time to get to know somebody um, Mm -hmm. as well as getting to know yourself and in the process, Mm -hmm. getting to know other people and and seeing how you communicate and socialize. It teaches you a lot about self as well. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, live without so much judgment, just treat others as you want to be treated and, I love that it's, you know, it's so basic, but it's scary that so many people don't get it or at least, yeah. you know, use that as a, a starting point on their journey. Um,
2: yeah. And learn to Google. I mean, you yeah. can learn a lot just by just by hitting yeah. Google. Honestly,
3: That's my auntie. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Auntie, yeah.
3: Yeah, we got auntie, auntie Google. Google.
1: Yes, everything. So I have a couple more questions and then we'll let you go, sure. but I could like legit talk to you all day.
2: I'm surprised um, we've actually been going for almost two hours now. This is great. I know
1: it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> I know, right? No. Um, so I wanted to ask. Okay, so we'll go. Let's go back. We'll go to that one, and then I'll think about mine. So, <laughs> negotiation in pink. You want
3: mm-hmm. to? No, oh, you just has said that on your the website that why people need to do it better. Like so, for mm-hmm. sure. Stance on why people need to negotiate better with King.
2: Well, I think um, twofold. I think there, like I said earlier, there are people out there that are, that don't have your best interests at hand when they negotiate. They're going to try to take advantage. You know, unfortunately there's a lot of, you know, there are a lot of people there who are going to do what's best for them and not their partner. And I think negotiation, um, Especially in the King community, but we can even talk about in the vanilla world, but especially in the King community, if you don't negotiate well, you know, there's some things you can do, like you were talking about knife play or impact play. You can get really hurt if you're not, if you haven't talked it out with someone and negotiated the scene properly, you know. And so I think negotiation is important in the fact that it it keeps you safe. It allows you to be in the moment and allows you to trust the partner. You know, and I, yes, there is, there still has to be that trust that you negotiated and they're going to follow through on the negotiation, which again, that main, that doesn't always happen. There are still very mean, very bad people out there. But I think with negotiation is very important because people need to understand not only not only like what, not even what a scene needs, but what they need, you know? and I, And I think a lot of times, I know, I know for me when I've when I have had these conversations, I've learned more about me through a negotiation than I did through a sexual experience, as an example, or through a scene, you know, because I negotiated something and then we got into it. I'm like, oh well, yeah, I guess I didn't like that either. You know, after all, whatever. And no. on top of on top of negotiation, that's one another thing real quick, I'm sorry, I just want to say is and this is something that i think it's it's worse in the in the vanilla world it's not as bad as in, in the kink world but it still happens um never negotiate mid-scene because a lot of people a lot of people want to and it happens a lot in the in the vanillas oh you like the, oh can i do this can i try that never do that because when you're in that mode you know the chemicals are running through your body your body feels differently you're not going to you, you're you not going to experience them the same way you may not even realize that your body is not this is not okay for you mm-hmm. because of the you know what we call subspace or, or dom space you know so and this is and for me specifically like that's something that's that specifically i want to bring into like the vanilla world because you know there's a lot of people who go into uh, an intimate relationship or an intimate encounter without talking about it and they're just like going to do this and i'm going to do that and i'm going to do this and then you're in the middle of it and you don't know how to say no you know and i think this is stuff that people should learn
3: and i was going to say on top of that or ask on top of that what does Mm -hmm. the negotiation experience or event look like
2: i mean like i said for everyone negotiation is different i think the the underlying truths that I've seen, uh, that I've experienced so far, and I'm still kind of doing a little bit of research, uh, but the truth that I, I, I feel and like the truth that I've seen other people have expressed to me is you got to know your boundaries. You need to know when to say no. You need to have the courage and the confidence to be able to say no. I think any negotiation, I think discussion of aftercare is crucial in, in any negotiation. You know, I don't think you necessarily need a safe word per se. I mean, obviously in the king community they're they're big because you know helpful, but even even in the king community, sometimes the safe word isn't isn't perfect. Sometimes you need some other thing. But even in the vanilla world, you need to know when it's okay to step back and say, oh, hold, can we can we pause for a second? This doesn't feel right. I'm not okay with this. You know, it's it's crucial.
1: <laughs> it plays into learning how to be self disciplined but also being comfortable with saying no and right. not doing something that you're just not comfortable with or not yep. ready for um yep. so it plays into your your career like not yep. being such, you know not being a, a you know a doormat um yep. you know in your personal relationships and your familiar relationships like it 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 goes across you know just you know how people have this idea thanks to fifty shades of gray of, you know <laughs> oh, what God. thinking bdsm and involves. Yeah. i know for us um we started our relationship when i get, got an email and attached to it was like a 30 page contract that he had been working on and i was like the heck is this that's and it, i started it. reading it and then i was like holy shit this is all the these are all of the things that like i want for myself and he knows that these are things that will help to make me better and make me happier. Mm-hmm. And so people, when we told people we're in a, you know, dom sub relationship, they think he beats me. He can have sex with me the way he wants to. Do. And I'm like, it's not that like the, right. the structure that it gives you um, the open level of communication, the negotiation skills, it plays into being a strength for you in more than just that instance. Mm-hmm. It plays and it continues throughout your life. Yeah.
2: Uh, and, and you got to look at the fact that, you know, you, the way you guys, you two interact is very different than if you brought a third in. Like your negotiation is probably not necessarily as verbal as it used to be because you've been together for 20 something years. You know each other so well, you, it, you almost, I don't want to say you create a blanket consent, but mm-hmm, you kind of mm-hmm. create a little bit of a, there's a comfort level between the two of yeah. you that you like, you know what each other likes. For the most part, yeah. and you know how far you can go, mm-hmm. you know, so you may try something a little differently, but, you know, you trust, you know, you have the trust in your partner to not hurt you, at least unintentionally, um, and, you know, to be able to say, oh, no, that wasn't good. Okay, we'll, we'll stop doing that. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I think a lot of people need to understand that too. It's like, yes, I still... You know, me and my husband—we still negotiate. Twelve years later, we still kind of will talk about it once in a while, but we don't talk like we used to. You know, now it's a lot of it is assumed because we know each other so well mm-hmm. that we don't necessarily mm-hmm. have to. I don't necessarily have to say, "Hey, when you when you spank me, I want you to spank me like that." He knows how to spank me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So it's like, but you know, I had I had kind of like I said yesterday with somebody, I had a. We sat down before we even before we even took the clothes off. I sat down and we said, I said, okay this is, let's negotiate. Let's have a conversation. And it was for the most part of vanilla. There was a little bit of spanking involved, but it was for the most part of vanilla interaction. But I'm like, is this what you want? This is what what's not good. This is what is okay and what isn't okay. And this is what this looks like to you. This is what this looks like to me. Okay, we're good. And, you know, I, he had never had an actual negotiation. So this was a new experience for him, you know, and he was actually surprised because during the I don't want to say courting, but during the entire time we've been interacting with each other, you know, I kept saying like, you know, these are things I want to do, but I want to make sure you're okay. I want to make sure you're comfortable. I'm not going to do anything you're not comfortable with, you know. And he's like, I really. He kept saying, I really appreciate the fact that you keep looking, thinking about my feelings or my comfort level. And I'm like, well, that's one that I'm a human, so that should that shouldn't be that should be common sense. But at at the same time, it's like, you know, if you're not having fun what the fuck is the point?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I will say that because people are being a lot more comfortable with, um, you know, identifying themselves or doing what they want to do and being out and loud about it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that will help us as a society with our communication and getting some of that compassion back and, and that yeah. caring because it is, it's, it's huge to be able to yeah. have, you know, that, um, that safe place, but
2: like, yeah. like having fun. I mean, God, it is great to have some fantastic sex. It is yeah, fantastic! Everybody should be doing it, um, and it's better when you're both enjoying it to your fullest extent. Yes, and getting the best experience out of it.
1: Yes, the both of you, the four of you, yeah. the six, the eight, whoever it's exactly. You know, yeah,
2: have some fun. Um, yeah. So,
1: I'd like to ask. Um, we have two last things, and we're going to be done. So, um, I like to ask, what are you excited about in the world of and of, of sex? As far as, for example, me. I love and I'm kind of obsessed with uh, sex dolls. I Mm -hmm. want one so bad. I'm like, hubby, when we don't have somebody around, you know, or you can come home from work and I could be right in bed. Uh, So wait, wait, wait. (laughs) The things that they're doing with them now, I mean, they are basically androids. uh, Mm -hmm. You know, depending on how much money you spend. But I think that's awesome. I think the interactive and um, like you know, adult films, um, mm-hmm. VR and stuff. I think that's awesome as well. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm excited about that, for example. So mm-hmm. what would you say you are excited about as far as humanity, sex, sex industry, sex
2: workers, whatever. Yeah. I, I, what, what excites me is the fact that I, I, I feel in, you know, that sex and sex positivity is becoming more okay. Mm-hmm. Um, people are looking at sex workers, for example, and not necessarily seeing shame and, and disgust. They're seeing an honest living of someone who's making, working, and it's okay to do that. Yeah. Uh, I I like, I, I get excited when, you know, like I said, we, like we had recently opened our relationship. I was very excited when I went online and, you know, I started pairing with all these these, these guys who are also, you know, in relationships and they're open relationships and they're pale polyamory, or they're okay with being with with being with couples, you know. When I first when I was dating in my twenties, it was nothing like that,
1: well,
2: you know. No. That excites I mean, it's very me.
1: Secretive. you know, yeah. if They did maybe have a some or. But I was you know, trying.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know, it it excites me seeing, you know, again going kind of back to what we were talking about. It excites me seeing younger generation being confident in themselves like like i said i have trouble walking down the street holding my husband's hand but when i can see millennials or or z's or the whatever and they're out there and they're canoodling on the corner you know i feel weird because i feel like a disgusting old man because i want to i stare because i I, but it's because it brings me such joy and pleasure to see them being able and being comfortable doing that
1: yeah i like what you said i just watched a netflix movie do revenge which Mm -hmm. i think is a great movie but i'm also like I still watch teen type of movies like them, um, like coolest. The but in um in there they very much had the, one of the main characters, um, who I just I
3: forgot, I found out who's
1: parents. She has famous parents. I just found out too. But anyways, um, she was playing uh she had a girlfriend in it or you know like another student. It was i just the the freedom of that storyline. For sure? You don't want to do revenge. Um, the movie in there, but um, it's okay, you know, like, that is, it, it wasn't so much of a storyline, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it was just, it was just, that's who, they, they liked each other. Um, yeah, Ethan Hawke. Hawk, that's what it is, Ethan Hawke's daughter. And that's Uma what I said. Yeah, and Uma Thurman, that's right, Maya Hawke. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was, when I was watching the movie, I was like, wow, we wouldn't have had this, and I, I thought of, like, Clueless. And I'm like, the character that Cher really, really liked, and uh, he's a, he's a cake boy, but you know, or he mm-hmm. like, and just how much that changed from 95 or whenever that movie came out to now. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. Euphoria. I mean, yeah. I tell my children to not watch that because that is not, that should not be a teenage show, but that <laughs> is very, you know, I, it's indicative of what kids are doing now, you know? And so I am, um, I'm going to piggyback on, on what you said. I think the, The uh, just the influx of sex positivity and being okay to have questions and and you know be out there Mm -hmm. and you know girls saying okay well I I did have a lesbian relationship before college because that's usually what it was like oh girls experience the college but now girls are like hey I I have a girlfriend or I like somebody or you know I think that's it's refreshing and like I said it's a learning curve and you know. It's mm-hmm. gonna take some time, but huge difference from, you know, 90210, For example, where they had the one gay character. I remember. I love 90210, By the way, if you have not picked <laughs> up on that, uh, but Kelly was dating the guy, and yeah, yeah, and that was like the only one time I could think of if I kind of think back to our TV shows um, that they they talked about that, and it was very rushed, kind of you know brushed over. Um, yep. And because Kelly's such a bitch, she was, it was about her. Whoa. Oh,
3: Whoa. Okay.
1: Team Brenda. Okay. So, <laughs> so finally, we like to do a, a mic drop. Basically, it's your last bit of wisdom, the message you want to get out to somebody, you know, uh, or to listeners. Um, you know, you could drop, you know, maybe your rapper. you Go ahead and drop a, a good eight bars, 16 bars. now. Um, so, yeah, so this is your chance to go ahead and, just like I said, leave your footprint of significance on this uh,
2: episode and our audience.
3: And also let our listeners know how they can get in contact yes. with you.
2: Yeah. Sure. Uh, so, I'll start with that. Um, you can always go to my website, wesleytoma.com, W E S L E Y oma.com mm-hmm. that's my coaching site you can go there read up about what i do and kind of if you want to book a, a meet a, a free consultation there's a booking link there you happy to work with anybody um i'm also uh being on a podcast i am going to be starting a podcast myself in a couple of weeks uh, me and another life coach uh my uh, my, uh, my friend lori we are going to be starting a podcast it's called these queer stories and Basically, the way the elevator pitch for it is, you know, for the audiences: Have you ever felt different because someone or something you desired, maybe embarrassed about something, and just didn't know how how to talk about it because it didn't fit? You didn't consider it normal. We want to kind of open that barrier and say, you are normal, and it's okay, and we're here. We want to be there to help you and be a light to show you the truth. You know, I. I'm a relationship uh, intimacy coach. They are a, uh, a queer LGBT transition and a, a confidence coach. We're both part of the queer community. We understand how hard it is. We understand how scary it can be. And it's okay. You're okay. There's nothing wrong with you. You are the best person you can be. And we want to help you realize that as well. So please. you're part of
1: your journey. I love that. Yes, absolutely. Everybody's journey is different, and yes, and the purpose of everything—the hills, the peaks, and the valleys that you, you know, that you go through—it's mm-hmm. it's purpose for you. Um, yes. I love that. I can't. I will be listening. I will be listening, <laughs> and I would love to um, bend your ear about your education or your training for mm-hmm. a relationship and intimacy coach because I have yep. my own cannabis company and brand, mm-hmm. and a lot of what I do is. Helping people to live their best life and to live you know the the lifestyle that they see fit, utilizing cannabis and some of that yeah. as well is utilizing cannabis to have a healthy sexual lifestyle and wellness so
2: I would love Did, to talk would, about would that. you would you ever imagine the fact that we would be okay like just smoking pot is an okay thing? I never I in my life thought that would that I, would be a thing
1: I mean it's still <laughs> i I work in like i, said, I left corporate jumped yeah. into it and was in a dispensary yesterday educating people about gummies and I still sometimes go, Holy shit, like yeah. these people just walked in and walked out with weed. Uh, yeah. you know you can't get it. I up. mean yeah, it is
2: yeah. amazing. It is awesome. It is.
1: It's a great thing. I mean we've we've medicated since we've been recording. So yes. <laughs> we, are, we are supporters. Uh but it definitely helps to get it, it's a beautiful plant. I can I, I can mm-hmm. get on my, my, yeah. my weed Um, soapbox here but it's a beautiful plant it can definitely Mm -hmm. help you to like i said begin on a journey you know Mm -hmm. go through the journey learn Mm -hmm. and and just make yourself better um
3: it helps you not give a fuck of what people think about you and you could just be yourself because you're your own mind your own world Mm -hmm. and you're happy
2: (laughs) not to mention the medical uses and just just like anything else Yeah, yeah if you use it properly it can do mm-hmm. wonders for you yeah yeah that's what i educate
1: on um yeah. multiple sclerosis lives with me and mm-hmm. i use the plants i don't use mm-hmm. any of the big burma um yeah so it's 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 very important for me to to share that message because i want Absolutely. other women to know one you can it's find okay. your passion and purpose i mean mm-hmm. i that cannabis and the alchemist it helped me go holy shit <laughs> this is what i need to do let's pivot here yeah um, yourself
3: or my migraines, my back yeah. spasms.
1: Yeah, yeah. we it's use it me- all. It can do. It is. It's wondrous. Uh, <laughs> so yes, uh, people, you, we will definitely have my the gosh, information gosh. to get in contact with them. But now it is time for your your mic drop. Um, you shared so many little nuggets of of wisdom throughout this entire episode. But what would be the last thing that you would like to leave our listeners? And to uh, your foot,
2: like I said, your footprint
1: on this episode.
2: I think if you're going to get anything out of this this talk, I think the one thing that I that that if you get this, then it was a successful talk for me. Is no matter what, no matter what you like, no matter what you do, no matter how you feel, you're okay. You and it's okay, and there's nothing wrong with you. And if you can learn to accept that, it'll do wonders for your life. So I think, yeah, if, if, if that's the one, one thing I could depart, just remember, no matter what, you are okay. 100%.
1: Thanks. I love that. That is so true. I am so grateful to the universe. I'm grateful for you to reaching out. I love this conversation, and yeah. you may have like a, a stand up here in Northern California. I'm, I'm, awesome, we're gonna be friends now. Uh, well, absolutely, but yes. And I, and if anybody has any questions, if you would like, I said to like get in touch. If you would, you know, like to get any type of coaching, um, Wesley, Wesley's the man. We'll make sure that he takes care of you, as you've heard over this just breezy two hours. It does not seem yeah. we've been like talking for no. two hours, but. Uh, I want to thank you so much. Like I said, for spending part of your Sunday afternoon, please. Thank you for having me. Your husband, thank you for lending you to us for two hours of the Sunday. Um, (laughs) And we will be talking soon. And like I said, everybody, I hope that you walk away from this episode with some, either just level of being more comfortable now, having a walk away with understanding inspired and most of all, educated um, because knowledge is power. Uh, so we love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We will holla at you next week. This is Lady Sativa.
3: And this is Laura Mondo. Don't forget to check out Be- uh, Beyond the link in the description. Also, uh, keep an ear out for Soulmates and Swingers Chronicles. Yes, yes, yes. Mic drop. All right.
1: Love you guys. <laughs> Go have some good sex. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on Soulmates and Swingers. We hope that you enjoyed yourself just as much as we did. Please don't miss our next play date. It just wouldn't be the same without you. Until next time, be passionate. Be in the moment. Be bold. Be loving. Be the best version of you.
3: Hey, this is Mondo. Thanks for joining us this week on Soul Mace and Swingers. If you have any questions or any topics that you want us to cover, you can reach us at 12-I-N-N-S-A-T-I-B-A at gmail.com and also on Twitter at 12-I-N-N-S-A-T-I-B-A. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe, comment, hit all the buttons you can except for the delete button and we'll see you next week.